Hey guys, Justin here. Thanks for tuning into the Brews Room, a beer and culture show hosted by myself, brewery owner Jeff, bar owner Kyle, and beer enthusiast Mark. Collectively, we have over 174 years combined experience in bad puns and drinking beer. You can find us anytime at facebook.com slash thebrewsroom or watch the live stream every Monday at 10.30 p.m. at twitch.tv slash thebearded. If you'd like to support the show financially, check out patreon.com slash thebrewsroom for information on our second supporter-only show we like to call After Dark. It's just a little more of everything that the Brews Room is, just with less filters. No filters, to be exact. Enough about us. Grab your seat at the bar. The Brews Room starts now. What's happening? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. Mark, are you excited that it's our anniversary? I don't give a shit. I almost died on the way here. Oh, really? That's a true story. Okay, so I, 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 was, I was driving in Mexico, and a guy, I mean, a guy, it, it's the weirdest thing, because it wasn't at a light. It was just at a side street, and he just pulled out into the middle of, like, had I not taken direct immediate action, I would have T-boned his car. He pulled out that far, and it wasn't. It was very different to me because I've. I, Did he I, stop or keep going? No, he kept going. Huh. And so I don't. But here's here's the question because I was thinking Did about. Did you take this, down his plates and call the police? I didn't because you I, should have. I should have, I guess, but that would have like involved like turning around and. That sounds like something you would do. Really? That sounds like something I do. That doesn't sound like anything. Like Mark. <laughs> let me ask you, you, let me ask you a question. Because this I've is ever what met. I was thinking about in the immediate <laughs> after that. How many times in your life? Do you think it was close enough, a situation where you should have died? Oh, I've got one for sure. I have I was, three in my head. You at, just had like At least one. Okay, what's your one? Um, we were driving down to Elephant Rock Park. Um, you ever been there? No. You, Mark, I know, I'm sure, hasn't. Uh, it's big. I guess it used to be a quarry. It's just big rocks, and you can. And it's a, a state park now. It's down by, a, uh, what's the big swimming place? Um, Johnson, Johnson Shut-ins. Shut-ins. It's YMCA. right near. I've been there. Okay. And believe it or not, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is at Johnson Shut-ins. So. <laughs> this was on the way to... Your death experience? Yeah. <laughs> this is on the way to Johnson Shut-ins. This is a final destination uh, type of shit. I was 16 or 17, and we were driving, and we were on the one of the two-lane highways to get down there, and somebody was going real, you know, what I thought was slow in front of me, <laughs> and I just whipped my car around and gunned it. And there was a car coming at me, and the car that was going slow sped up, and I couldn't get like, couldn't get over. Yeah. Finally, I was I got in front of him like at the last second. Like the other car had to swerve to miss me. I'm like, that was probably the closest near death. That's actually one of mine. I like I, I have experience where like I I passed a guy who was going like I passed a guy on the right because he was going way too slow for a 19 year old Mark, and I. <laughs> I, like it was inches. Like I should not have gone over because he was very clearly. I, I should have died right there. That's. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You lived. I did to tell the tale. <laughs> I mean, you say you should have died. Should you? That like looking back on that, I should have hit his bumper, spun out. I was in a, I was in a, a, like a, like a, a paper thin red Ford Escort. Nineteen ninety nine. I hear the term. I should have died. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I got shot in the heart and it exploded, and my heart stopped beating for eighty seven minutes. I should have died. That's, yeah, but somehow I mean, I or guess. another, That's, I didn't. I mean, I here. I, this is, I guess, the different the difference for me. I have three or four situations in my life where I guess you're right. I mean, straight up. I, like, I, I wouldn't know. You're right. I mean, that's maybe not close enough. But had, 
Like, I mean, honestly, was I six inches, a foot from this guy's bumper? Like, I don't know. There are scenarios in my mind where I've looked back on, looked back on them and said, I, like, had something very slight gone wrong. I don't know that it would have died, but it would have been a very different Outcome. scenario from yeah. the scot-free, happy Mark Arminio you see right now. <laughs> yeah, like eating through a straw. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, although I do that anyway, slim fast, man. Slim <laughs> You'd fast. be the, the happy-go-lucky jolly. Uh, oh, man, it would have been a good line, but it's not. Because <laughs> Stephen Hawking, boom. Ah, got it. That's where you're going with <laughs> Yeah, that's where I was going with it. You know, because he was in a wheelchair and couldn't feed himself or poop. I think he, he could poop. Well, he did poop. I mean, he. <laughs> I don't think he, you just stop pooping if you're in a wheelchair. I don't, I, I'm pretty sure you do. If that's the case, then give me one right now. I'll roll around in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure you stop pooping. Okay. Well, it, we'll give it a try. Somebody, if you're listening, nope. bring a wheelchair it's, to exit nope. six. Well, no, not and, just by uh, sitting in a wheelchair. It, oh, it's having his disease, gotcha. the Stephen Hawking disease. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stalking's disease, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he can't eat. He can't no eat, no, no poop. If I had a high Science. a high wheelchair, would you let me bartend in it? Like a high chair? Yeah, but with wheels, so like I could reach the taps and stuff. Like a baby seat? No, not really. Just like a, a, if I had a motorized bar stool. No. No? No. Okay. I won't invest in I thought that. about it. No, probably <laughs> not. I got caught in a, in a undertow. At Johnson Shutouts. Oh, yeah, that's scary. I yeah. jumped off a cliff, and I mean, I was 10, 12, maybe, I don't know. But uh, we, you know, we were cliff diving and whatnot. I, you know, I put diving in quotes. I didn't dive for shit. I jumped <laughs> right. in feet first, obviously. But uh, yeah, I hit an undertow, and I could not get, I could see the surface, and I could see the surface getting further away from me. And I remember very distinctly thinking to myself, oh, so this is how I'm going to die. And I just you I kind of accepted, accepted it. it at that yeah. point. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is. I've always wondered how I was going to, and this is it. Oh wait, no, I'm free, and now I swim to the top, and I can breathe again. You get, I'm done jumping. You get down there, especially at, at Chudden's. If, if if there's been around a lot of rain in the season, the the undertows get really strong. Yeah, and uh, you have no idea until you jump in, and then you get flipped around a couple times, and you have a hard time determining what's up. You know, yeah. uh, and that's that's the problem. I think that's how a lot of like surfers end up drowning. I still remember being able to see the sun. I knew which way was up. I just couldn't go there because the undertow was pulling me deeper. Maybe if you weren't such a pussy, you could have swam a little harder. It's very possible. But he lived. I mean, he just proved right. not by the his premise own of your accord, though. Like the oh, undertow I, said, I you know swam. what? We're not ready. I still swam up. <laughs> it's not time. That's the undertaker who said it wasn't. And ready. a little man named Jesus reached down into the waves and pulled unto him Jeff unto his breast. Nice. Good to see Jesus's breast. Yeah, I actually, I actually have Delicious. a water one too because I, I remember when I was, I was very young, six, seven, eight. Like I was swimming. And I got caught for some reason, and this is a very eight-year-old story. Like I got, you remember those big uh, inflatable like rafts, some of the big like twelve oh, foot. Yeah. yeah, I got caught. Like I was gonna come up for breath, and I got caught under one and struggled. And instead of like Dude, ducking, those are air. It just not when someone's sitting yeah, on it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, someone was sitting on. Oh, okay. I couldn't push it up. And instead of like going one foot to my left or right, I tried to swim the length of it, which for an eight-year-old out of breath, like. And I remember coming up and thinking, "Oh my God!" Like I, later, I was playing Mega Man and <laughs> contemplating my own mortality. Which stage? 
uh, I believe it was Cutman. I, I always started yeah. with Cutman because you could beat Bomb Man by beating Cutman. There was a, there was a yeah. That reminded was a ramp me. Up. That kind of happened to me. We were in Florida at uh, one of the water parks down there when we went to Disney when I was real little, and I have a wave pool. And I've never seen so many people in a fucking wave pool on rafts and shit. And uh, I got knocked over by one of the waves. And it was the same thing, like trying to get up and find a spot yeah, yeah, where yeah. there wasn't 100 people crowded around. It was It's hard. And it was scary as shit. Well, there was no- it's terrifying. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. like, I think that's how I, f- I fear the most going. Me too. Yeah. Oh, buried alive. Oh, by, no. by, a, by a long shot. I think it's going to be the same way. Either no, way, you know that at alive, some point like, it takes a lot longer yeah, to go. Right? You're going to suffer just, for a while. And you, I don't have a five-finger death gonna punch to, to help me out. Con, you're going to have to con, consciously make the decision, I'm going to inhale now. And you're going to inhale water and you know it. Yeah. Or you're going to inhale dirt and you know it. This is what kills you. You're going to hold oh, your I breath for as long as you can. I'm always imagining in a coffin. You know what I mean? That's how I'm thinking. It's not packed earth. Oh well, that's just that's really just starving to death. Well, no, you're gonna, die of, you're gonna die of CO2, asphyxiation, uh, yeah, or yeah, CO2 poisoning. Oh, before so you. go to sleep? Oh no, I think it probably. I mean, okay. still be terrifying. Right. But, right. Yeah, no, but not as bad. Be, we're gonna bury Jeff. For oh, the next episode, we're gonna bury I, Jeff. I didn't Let's say bury I wanted Jeff. to die now. I just said, no. you know, you're gonna go to sleep yeah, of asphyxiation. Just, yeah, like you just bad. took my biggest fear, and you were like, yeah, you, you pussy. I'm just. Oh, you're gonna just pass out? We're gonna have a little nappy time, Mark. No, poor Mark. Sleepy night. I. <laughs> That's why I'm going to be cremated. Uh, yeah. So, so the buried alive thing doesn't happen. But if I was going to be buried, I'd make sure I had one of those like 17th century bells hooked up to my yeah. coffin so, so I could, could just want it, it if I woke up. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. I mean, it helped. I don't know if that's true, but I've always heard the story about a woman that. The one, yeah, the, there was found the, out. Yeah. That, you know, there was one person. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. One, that we one's got all one. you need. Yeah. Cock no, push ups I mean, and I, cemetery headstone bells. I am going to be cremated because I figure I've got a lot better chance of you guys drinking my beer if it's ashes and not like a toe. Just, uh, like, like my femur is hanging out of the, the kettle. I don't think it'll happen. Who's going to cut off a toe for you and give it to us? I'll well, get I don't you know a toe right now with polish. With polish. <laughs> Batterson Wait, did no, we just uh, come up with the name of Jeff's beer, With Polish? With Polish, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, it's man. just, yeah. Where Kyle is. Uh if you guys are listening right now, uh, you know a bunch of places in St. Louis had a benefit for. No, it's not for him. Oh, it's not. It's no, not. He's for doing it for yep. uh, some MMA fighter. Oh that died. yeah, he did his over the weekend. Yeah, I don't Kyle know that did. Kyle did anything for Gus. I think he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either way, never mind. He's doing. Anyway, it. Kyle is doing a fundraiser MMA right now fundraiser. at his bar, and he's on his way. Um, Maybe. How many shots of Jameson has he had? He wasn't honestly. He wasn't drinking. All that much tonight. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I. I mean, normally he pours three or four shots for me during a trivia night. Yeah. And I did not see him. I mean, his bar was packed I mean, from top to bottom. So, um, I did not. I don't think he had the opportunity to drink. That's good. Yeah. That actually might be him pulling in right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we brought some some good beers out so, for the so, anniversary today. He's going to be sad above, if he doesn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Some pretty above average stuff. Because I uh, decided we wanted to celebrate our yeah, one-year anniversary. Yeah, I saw the lineup. Uh, I, did, I did start us out with something easy as a, a palate warmer besides the Natty. I didn't want to jump straight into the 11-plus uh, percent beers, which is everything else everything but this else beer. But, yeah. So what's the easy uh, one? I so do? we've got um, Central State Table Beer, and uh, mm. it's their Rustic Blondale. Only four percent. 
What makes it rusty? It's in a 16-ounce can. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, I'm going to assume Jeff rustic crack means that? color. Okay. I'm yeah. going to assume it's a little darker than a standard I thought it was blonde. just a mark anything because... I'm not really sure. Well, I was wrong. Yes, you were. That is as blonde as one yeah, right? gets. I mean, <laughs> we had a beer from these guys last week. The worst millennial ever. It was pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Sorry, who is this? Central, Central State, State from Central uh, State, yeah. Indianapolis. This smells odd. I'm going to make sure I put this in Kyle's glass first so that he has to drink this before he gets to the good beer. Yeah, if he's going to join <laughs> us, then he's going to drink them all. <laughs> it smells almost skunky, but it's in a can, so I, I mean, it's not. It it smells no, old. But it, yeah, I'm with it's you. It's got it a farmhouse uh, It does. Yeah, yeah but it, I don't, it doesn't have that farmhouse flavor. It has a farmhouse smell, but not a flavor behind it. No, nah, it kind of just tastes like a blonde. Yep. Looking for like a... Far and away said this is the they use house yeast on this, so this is their own their blend. So I don't know if it's something they've cultured from Indiana. I was going to say, what does that mean? I mean, they could just grow their own SO five. It doesn't say anything about a date or bottled on, born on. This is a lot more dry than I was expecting it to be, and uh, a little more bitter too. Dry and bitter, huh? It's very bizarre. It tastes, it smells farmhouse. It, like, that's all I can smell since you said it. Yeah, and there's no, none of that on the, uh, on the flavor no, very at all. Little bit. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this, I don't think. I, I don't love think the I aroma. Flavor-wise, it just kind of lets me down a little bit. It's, but when I hear table beer, I, I expect it to be a Belgian, not just a blonde. Maybe it's a Belgian blonde. That could I, be. It says rustic blonde, but did you misspell Belgian? <laughs> yes. Uh, table beers are rustic blonde ale brewed in the style of French and Belgian table beers fermented with our unique yeast strains. So, all right. A Midwest exotic. So, it's a... Ooh. Sexy. Provocative. It's all not, right. So, it's a Belgian table beer. Yeah. Then, then it's different. It's I, fine, then. It's not bad. You know my opinion on Belgian beers. Yeah, whatever. Um Yeah. I might just be biased because I really can't wait to tap into the other three <laughs> yeah, bottles. Right. But. I mean, like, <laughs> so I, I had a bunch of stuff saved to talk about. I thought there was some interesting news this week. Uh, well, we'll be the judge of that. Roll it out. It's a pass for me, too. Far. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, on the beer? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up is because the first thing I saw today was uh, Tailgate Brewing suing Boulevard. Did you guys see this? I did not see this. Um, did not- Danner piss him off? <laughs> No, this is about uh, logos. They're suing uh, Tailgate Beer's logo. And uh, actually, if you give me one second, I'm going to pull these. I got all kinds of fancy things for the stream tonight, guys. You ready for this? The fuck this guy? Yeah, I mean, I'd be this. ready for it I mean, if you just did it as opposed to announcing it. Oh, it's on. I don't. Oh, I had to pause for a second because I have to switch graphics on this. I saw Morning Recovery. Oh, there oh, it is. All yeah. right. Yeah. So these are the logos. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, this is going to play really well for the radio version, the podcast version? I'm going to talk about the logos too, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so Tailgate's logo is the uh, back of a pickup truck with the bed gate down and like some barbecue shit in the back of it. Uh, that's their brewery logo. <laughs> Boulevard's Pale Ale has a new logo, and it's a truck 
from the rear with the tailgate down with the keg sitting in the back of it. And it is strikingly similar. Strikingly. <laughs> it really I, is. Really? You don't think so? I don't. I mean, come on. It's just a different angle. It's but just, it's, the camera on the right is down a little bit. But the idea, I mean, I don't know. I mean, neither one of these guys are the first people to ever yeah, right? think like, of I mean, putting the back of a truck as their but logo. That's like, that's like but saying, that's like, real fucking similar. This I is don't a think so at that, all. I think, I, don't. I think Tailgate's been open for since 2007, so they've had this as also, their logo. Also, their name is no. Tailgate. Like, I mean, they don't. I'm not arguing the fact that the logo is terrible because it's not good. It's not. I agree. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's not a far cry if you oh, were to cry into it, where, um, where's tailgate come from? Do you know, they're from the Midwest as well, Nashville. Okay, and so they definitely have cross uh, distribution. Be, you know, it's yeah. not like Boulevard doesn't distribute there, right? You know, uh, everybody's argument so far has been, oh well, Boulevard's a giant company; they've been around for a long time. Fuck tailgate for trying to like get a name off. Like they've been open for ten years. They're just trying to protect their trademark. Yeah. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. And what, just because Boulevard is big means a little guy can't say something? Yeah. Oh, Wait, fuck. Sorry, you. who sued who? Tailgate is suing Boulevard. This is Pale Ale's, Boulevard Pale Ale's new logo. Okay. They're in the same market together. Tell me that if you're... I would get an, that confused. A new beer drinker, those people that you're always talking about, Mark, saw those two products that you wouldn't think the there was some. I'm always talking about the the adopters or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That if they saw those beers next to each other, they wouldn't think possibly that they could be the, the same, same thing. Honest, honest question: Because the tailgate logo you put up is in black and white. Is there a color version? Uh, that, yes, but that was the only image I could find. A, I'm to just, show. I'm just wondering: Like, is the color scheme the same? Because honestly, to me, that matters a little bit. I, I don't. The tailgate truck is actually turquoise and white, but opposite. opposite it's a white yeah. truck with so a turquoise stripe. Their logo on their on this page, on the the article anyway is a red and yellow um, logo for their for tailgate. And then the truck is white with colored items in the back of to the truck. Me, to me, this is too generic to, to copyright. And honestly, this is the equivalent of putting like a sunrise or a hop on, on your on your brewery and then suing but somebody else. But it's not a sunrise or a hop. It's the name of their brewery, the tailgate. I mean, Boulevard is putting a tailgate on their label. The name of the brewery is tailgate. I mean, you don't use tailgates in making beer the way you would use hops or sunlight. You're going to let that one go, huh? All right. uh, <laughs> I just don't think, like, I, I don't. I, this Far and away, it says tailgate's truck is also tur- turquoise and white. I didn't find that image. Okay, so, I can't so that say would for matter sure, to me. That's, but if it like, is. The, honestly, the, like the, that's what I said. The, the, the color scheme matters. Yeah, I wish I could have found a color image of their logo to put it up next to it because I, I don't know. I, I'm. It, this, <laughs> the dress is the blue. Dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point in, in beer, there's so many breweries. If you can't differentiate differentiate yourself somehow, you're going to get lost. And I think a small brewery has to stand up for, you know, for something that it's had for a long time already, and you can't get pushed around by a, a bigger brewery. This just doesn't seem enough. Like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I really couldn't disagree with you more, Mark. I. I we are, I mean, I'm not usually I'm one on the of other us side is right or not. I, like, I just, usually I'm on the other side I like of having I these kind of conversations because we all have different I understand like, trying to protect points. a trademark and everything, but I, I guess the, the, maybe this is my point. Like, when you name a brewery or a beer after something so generic, like, I don't know that you can vehemently defend that copyright. Okay, What's so the, I'm looking at tailgate logos or images on Google. 
for one, I don't see any of them where the truck is turquoise. But it is every single one of them, like their milk stout, their IPA, and their two different IPAs, they're all the bed of a truck with a different item okay. in the bed. So in the IPA, it's actually a hop. Their grapefruit IPA, it's a grapefruit. The milk stout, it's a cow. Okay. Uh, and now you've got a truck with a keg in it. I, th- I think it's, I think this one's cut and dry to me. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, there, neither brewery had responded like publicly yet about it uh, that I had found, so we'll keep an eye out. Over oh, the- look at this guy. A pedal turn IPA. It's a back of a truck with a keg in it. That's what I'm, like, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't <laughs> No, think but that, that's theirs. I just don't. Steel Nose on Twitch just said Boulevard had a tailgate party contest after they were confronted by tailgate. So apparently they're taking this as a joke. Uh, that's kind of a dick move. And knowing some of the people that work there, it doesn't surprise me, though. No, tailgate. Get it? Like I Watergate? Uh huh. Or tailgate. Or, yeah, tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Far and away, yeah. I would love to sample both the beers, but uh, Get us some tailgate's tailgate. not available in Missouri. If you can go to Nashville and pick us some up. Also, I don't know that I've ever had a Boulevard Pale Ale. I have, fortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be cool to sample, though? One of the other four the bottles beer? we got. All right, down the hatch. I got Why don't my, you use uh, our fancy uh, thing you got there, Jeff? What is that? It's a barrel-aged bottle opener. Watch this cap. Boom. It don't be creasing or nothing. No, it sticks right there. You don't Mm-mm. lose it under the refrigerator. <laughs> um, so next up, we have Charleville barley wine from 2014. Barley wine? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's Mark's favorite beer, if you don't know that. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? No, it's not. That's the whole point. Hey, still knows. Thanks for that follow, man. I really appreciate that. Hopefully, you are enjoying the show. Uh, we had this a couple is the best beer Charlottesville makes. Their barley wine, I think, is hands down the best beer that they make. So having one that's four years old is it's I'm not right. even close for me either. Not that their beer's bad. This beer is just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, we were at a festival a few weeks ago, and we had a couple of these. They were pouring 15 and 16, I think it was, yeah, or 16 and 17, and they were both really good. And then uh, Tate gave us a couple older bottles to, to drink, try on the show. So thanks to, guy. to him. The Still Nose guy gave us his real name. So people just yeah. love to hear their name. God. I don't get it, man. Come on. Don't, don't force it. I don't know. I don't get it. Jesus, you know what we, we call that? What's that? We call it the longing. The longing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa, for the longing time. Whoa, for the longing time. Time, time, time for the long. So, uh, of thank you for the, stopping. The rest of the beers that we're having uh, tonight. This is the lowest ABV. At ten and a half. Ten and a half. And a half. Sweet. Okay. Uh, we go from ten and a half to eleven and a half to eighteen and a quarter to eighteen point nine. So. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. a good day. It's gonna be a good day. I remember the last time we did this, these beers when uh, no, oh, Will Day. No, you don't. I, re- <laughs> I remember video of the last time we did there this. There it is. Uh, in which we all, Sarah, know you did the, the audience with uh, Wonderwall. <laughs> yes, slurinated. <laughs> Justin, you can take the 
first part or the second part. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's going to do both. <laughs> I do all of it. <laughs> doesn't matter. He doesn't either. This is really good. It's still a little boozy mm-hmm. four years yeah. in, yeah. which I don't mind. A little bit of oxidation, which is perfect on it. It's sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah, it's it's really good. Somebody told me that uh, their kitchen's not going to be open down there anymore. Is that right? Yeah, that was me. Okay, told you. Yeah, I talked to Tate. They uh, things weren't working out the way they expected, so they have divided that building up and like where the bar or where the front of the house was, where the kitchen was. Yeah, is no longer theirs. Oh, really? So the front door, like right off street, is no longer theirs. So, do they still have a tasting room you can go to, or are they, they just brewing in that building now? No, they've still got a tasting room. They just don't have a kitchen. You got to get at it. They still own the patio out back, like where we did the Brewer Olympic Games. Yeah. They still own that, um, but they're just not doing food anymore. Okay. They they had an agreement. The oh, excuse me, the place across the street was doing their food for them. Yeah. Uh, PW, Moulin Rouge, all those places. And it just wasn't working out. So they've divided it up. I believe you can still get some food there, but it's very limited now. And it's just just a bar. Uh, You see what Jason Patterson just posted here? Apparently the Azusa Lagunitas Brewery is closing. Already? And they're letting the mad scientist brewers, as he called them, take over and revamp the tasting room and brewery. Huh. Uh, They also just closed. So... A couple of years ago, they opened a brewery in uh, Charleston. They took over an old brewery. Lagunitas did? Yeah. Really? I didn't uh, know that. And it only lasted about a year before they closed. Huh. People hated it. Really? It was... Any... They, was there like him in... All the reviews I I never got to go in there because the year we were there, it wasn't quite open yet. And then the next year we were there, yeah. it was closed already. Uh, so I let, read a bunch of reviews. Everyone said the food was terrible, the service was bad, the beers were the exact same shit you can buy in the store. There was nothing new. They weren't doing anything exciting. You could, they didn't have that many beers available. It was like their flagship products, and that was pretty much it. So people just didn't go there. There huh. was too many other good breweries downtown that people went to instead. So, yeah. But hang on. Uh, I mean, other than the bad reviews and the bad beer and the bad service and I know, the it's unoriginality, crazy. Like, what was... The main complaint. The bad food. You didn't say, it was <laughs> I said f- bad food. No. no you, I didn't say bad he food? Did. He didn't. I, I, I thought I did. So. Yeah, he yeah. didn't say that. Yeah. Well, we can review the tape. What's, yeah. What sucks, though, <laughs> a, a brewery... What people don't know is we're actually going to tape right now. Chef <laughs> <laughs> uh, has two spools beneath him that he... <laughs> I forget the name of the brewery that was there before. Lionatus. And those aren't spools. It was, very, a tr- it was very much like a brewery in town where the beers were... The same forever. The brewery had been open for 20-plus years, and people just kind of went there because it was a staple, and it's been around for a long time. Um, but the beers never really changed, and they just were just okay. But the food was really good, so the business stayed open for a long time. So um, the, this Azusa brewery that they've closed, uh, is that is it no longer going to be Lagunitas? What's the mad scientist brewery? I don't, know. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I can't imagine not, they're just I mean, like, selling that off. L.A. and San Diego are pretty close to each other, right? Maybe Green Flash could open up a spot there. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Lagunitas and you were going to close that, per- or just stop doing normal production, like rename it something else and just do weird off-the-wall shit. 
Turn it into your tarot of Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, considering they're going to stop making Aunt Sally. You know, they can, what? Yeah, Aunt Sally's going away. Well, that and sucks too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. Lagunitas sucks shitty. and Aunt Sally. I don't know if they're going away at the brewery, but they're going away in the state of Missouri for sure. Um, I think getting rid of sucks is a bad move. That well, I don't know. We sell a ton of it. I don't know how maybe it doesn't move elsewhere. Yeah. It's a good beer, though. I think if they want sucks to make it – Change the label. Get rid of the brown sugar substitutes. Yeah, and just it's not brown just sugar. Just sell it as a beer anymore. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sally's just. But a you th- r- I mean, do you think that 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 labeling is why they're? I don't think it helps. I don't. I don't know that. I think that that's the reason that. I mean, look. I, look, if I was gonna, if I was in charge right now, and you, you said I was in charge of just that brand, I would put brown sugar in the back of a pickup truck and make that the logo, <laughs> and then I would have boulevards and boulevards of cash. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I thought it did. Um, <laughs> so we haven't done this in a while, but uh, go we, we got to watch. No, no, I don't because it's not going to be any good because I don't know if I can do this on on the air. But uh, our buddy Gut Stanson, yeah, uh, on the chat just sent me a video. Apparently, he's got a special coming up, and he's done a, a YouTube video for it with that that McDonald's chick. That McDonald's, I don't know who that is. That McDonald's, that, that, oh, it went away. That local McDonald's girl, she was like, you know, I punched her in the cooter. She's the one off Dorset. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. We'll have to talk about it later. But it's, uh, okay. this looks like it's got the potential to be really funny, and I can't wait to watch it. So, <clears throat> something we hadn't done in a while is pull up. I, I used to look for crowdsourced uh, beer products, brewery products, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I found a really, really awful one today. Awful? Awful. Um, it's beer cutlery. I'm sorry, beer cutlery? Beer cut- cutlery. To, to cut your beer? Uh, no, um, I'll bring a picture of it up here. It's so it, it's it's cutlery that has bottle openers built into the ends of it. <laughs> okay. Why? That that's oh. Oh, so you in case you're eating dinner with a fork and you need to open a beer, you can just use your fork. Okay, yes, but if you see, if it's you look stupid. how it's cut, it's backwards. So you have to put the whole, you have to like stick the whole thing up instead of in the air. Instead of just taking the handle of the fork and using the tip of it to pry open the can, you actually have to like flip the fork over and put like the tines in the air and use use it that way to All open right, it. All right, Justin, Mister Genius, if you were going to open a beer, a bottle of beer, what would you use? A barrel aged bottle opener, god damn it. Stupid. That's <laughs> just a stupid oh, question. Okay. <laughs> I, I did, uh, so I, I bought a new uh, bike rack for my car, and uh, one of the, you know, it, it's, you know, they have nine different languages and instructions come in, but one of the things I noticed that, like, and I don't know, I can't figure out if this was something they actually built in, but it has a little ridge underneath where you can pop open bottles. And they specify that in the instructions that on the bottom of my bike rack, you can use it to open beers. But I don't know if like an engineer figured there was a ridge here and we can use this for the, or if they actually built that in. I can't figure it out. Like, Have you used it yet? No, because I'm not that much of an alcoholic. Or I, here's the thing. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm that much of an alcoholic. I don't combine my alcoholism with my bike rides. Okay. Yeah, that's the. Those are separate parts yeah, of your life. Yeah, separate parts of my life. They yeah. don't meet. I like biking. I like alcohol. 
Never the, the twain shall meet. The, the, twain, <laughs> the twain don't meet that all that much. Uh, so this cutlery raised $20,000 <clears> out of its $10,000 goal. It cost 18 bucks to get one knife, one fork, and one spoon. <laughs> is that expensive? Like, I, this is a serious question. I haven't had to buy yes. cutlery in a really that, long that's, time. That's expensive. I have a really when, nice set When you of, last bought cutlery, cutlery, I don't know. I bought, like, shitty Target stuff that was, you know, you got yeah. six pieces of everything for $12. Yeah. Uh, I have a so really yes, nice set expensive. of cutlery now that I know is far more expensive than that. Uh, but I didn't buy but it. Even high, I mean, unless you're buying, yeah, I mean, unless you're buying like old timey silver, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, even the most expensive, like, like I, I, honestly, outer limit. Like, what's the most you'd like if you if you had no if you had no silverware and you had to go out to Target and buy a set? What's the most you'd? you'd what do you spend? get? Like four sets of everything? Sure. So twelve pieces. Well, I think it's no, because you get you get both teaspoons and tablespoons and both long like. All right, so whatever, twenty pieces. I yeah. don't know, two dollars an item. I think forty but, bucks is reasonable. Yeah, is I, that... and I think sixty is probably the upper limit yeah. for something. You know what I mean? This is so. I mean, to get three uh, anyway, this shit is expensive and unnecessary. <laughs> uh, that was only the the er, super early backers. The rest of them were uh, twenty five dollars for the three yeah. three pieces. No, no, I'm not interested. They had a stretch goal of twenty five grand, too. which they didn't meet, and it was for a steak knife. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I got a little uh, breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. What do you got? Augusta Bottoms Beer Fest was just announced today. Oh, nice. October 6th. So that's a Saturday. And if you guys are listening, you're in St. Louis, you should go. It's a fun time. If you're not in St. Louis, you should come to St. Louis because it's a fun time. But yeah, I just got an email for it. Like as we're sitting here, nice. We always have a great time there. That's one of the bur- or one of the festivals we we all like going to every year. Yep. Terry and Jerry well, are so great. I, like, uh, for those that don't know, what are the details? Where is it? Like what? Are, like right, what breweries are going to be there? It's at Augusta. Mm-hmm. It's usually just St. Louis breweries. Yeah. Uh, but it's down in a cornfield at the beginning of October. How far away is Augusta from St. Louis? From downtown St. Louis? Yeah. Whatever. Maybe yeah. an hour. Yeah. Okay. That's at the most. I don't know how long can you, how long does it take you to get to Cottleville? Twenty minutes. It's twenty minutes from here, so forty minutes. Okay, it's not too bad. But uh, oh, fuck off! Sorry, <laughs> McAfee antivirus subscription has expired. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's down in a cornfield in the middle of the afternoon in, in October. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's the brewers all hang out afterwards, and there's fireworks, and we blow up pumpkins, and uh, a lot of them camp and make breakfast that. Both night and morning, it's just—it's a really good time. Sometimes there's a trebuchet. Yeah. <laughs> just so you can get on Reddit. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we will this year. The last time uh, the trebuchet was there, when we uh, when we hung out for a while afterwards, it broke on its first launch, <laughs> and so we just all took turns destroying it, like just taking a sledgehammer and beating the fuck out of it, and then lit it on fire. It was fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, beerandbrewing.com uh, put out a list of uh, states brewing by density. Does that make sense? So it's the number of breweries per million people per in capita. the state. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then they, they color-coded them all as to dark green, light green, light yellow, dark yellow, orange, and then red for the most 
popular. The densest. Okay. The densest, yeah. There are five states that are red. You, you want to take a guess as to so what here's those five a, like, are? I feel like we've... Because we, uh, either, like, either you have states like no popular, like you have Delaware, or you have states that have an overwhelming number of breweries like Colorado, you know? And so I don't... Colorado is correct. Okay. That is correct. And to give you a baseline, Missouri is actually one of the uh, lower ones. It's it's bright yellow. We are at 13.1 breweries per million. So then, um, and Washington, Oregon on there? Uh, Oregon is, yes. They have 59.9 breweries per million. They are fifth on the list. Colorado is fourth at 60 breweries per, per million. Come on, boy genius. Where are you going from there? I already know the answers because I guessed them all when we were playing this the other oh. night. On <laughs> I asked him to see. It was supposed to be you and Kyle guessing here. I was hoping yeah. it would go a little <laughs> quicker, but, you know. Uh, all right. Um, Michigan? Michigan is not on the list. Well, they are, but not in the top five. Or right, just tell me right now. I'd like how many? How many northeastern? Are there any northeastern states? So Connecticut. Two of them in the northeast. Connecticut is not one. Rhode Island. Delaware, You've heard of Richards. both these states. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, not one of them. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm in Vermont or New Hampshire. Vermont. Think about where all the the New England style stuff is coming from. All the breweries all the that New are England up there that are doing that. Vermont's number one. You got Alchemist, and that's uh, what, Hills yeah, Farmstead, right. Treehouse. Um, but that's like I mean, just because you name breweries doesn't mean like what I'm saying is like that's not a just because you name breweries from a state doesn't mean that that's how that. I should have known better than to do this with just Mark because he was going to pick it to death. No, no, I just mean, (laughs) and purely from a trivia perspective, because I've asked questions like this before, like it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult list to put together because you don't know, once again, if it, if it leans towards, hey, Colorado, which has a ton of people in it and a lot of breweries, or if it's all, or here's the thing, this is the messed up thing about the, not the messed up thing, but this is the difficult thing about this list is because it is both. It contains small states like Vermont, and it contains big states like Colorado. In the top ten, there are one, two, three, four, five, six states that don't have as the population of the city of St. Louis. Metropolitan. Okay, so that's what I was – I mean, yeah. So it's you – know, The it's metropolitan smaller... St. Louis area has three million people in it. Right. And I got gotcha. Yeah, five of the ten states yeah, so it's, have it's, less than three that's million what I mean, people. Like, yeah, okay. So – Vermont Vermont is number one at 88.2 breweries per million people. The population of just over half a million people. Nobody lives there. Montana is two. They've got a million people that live in Montana, and there's 71.4 breweries per million. That Uh, one's actually a little surprising to me that that there's that many breweries up there. That's the one that surprised me the most. Uh, Number three is. But we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So. uh, Now, the bottom five were much less surprising. And the bottom one has four breweries per million people, and they only have three million people. Wyoming. Uh, no, not in the top ten, actually. The bottom ten, if you will. Four of the five Newton. all border each other. And it's not Wyoming? Along the Gulf. Oh, so Mississippi, Alabama. 
It's two of them. <laughs> Arkansas, no, Louisiana. Louisiana, Georgia, Georgia, and then Oklahoma's. The Georgia other surprised me. I thought Georgia, I mean, Georgia's actually got a lot of people. Jerosa, Jerosa. Georgia is 10th. With 10.5 million people, they only have six breweries per million. So the entire state of Georgia has the same number of breweries as Although I St. If, Louis. I wonder if some of that is – honestly, I wonder if some of the southern stuff is the uh, – some of that le- – some of the legacy laws, I mean, some of the blue laws, yeah, which prevent them from – We were talking having about a, that. Like, I don't know if that's the case or not. I know, especially in in Mississippi uh, and Louisiana, their homebrew laws were super archaic. And so people didn't open breweries because people couldn't brew beer there, you know, Uh See, a lot of breweries get started by guys that got that homebrewed for a very long time. So they didn't have that culture. They're just pe- what people weren't yeah. opening breweries. But I think, I mean, also things like, I mean, I, I think in a lot of those states, you still can't buy beer on Sundays. And in a couple of those states, you, so, I mean, for instance, Kentucky, I'm pretty sure, still has laws. If you have a county that's on water, you cannot Yeah, serve. they still have dry counties there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have dry county laws. So I don't, anyway, I think that probably restricts breweries opening just as much as especially on a statewide like when you're talking about statewide i think that's probably less it's becoming less and less a lot of those states are are changing and i think we'll see breweries pop up um you know a lot more frequently down there especially in those states where, where people can start brewing at home and learning and getting into beer those states don't have access to a lot of craft beer, just in general. So, yeah, uh, you know, I would bet if you went to any of those southern states, you know, Bud Light or Budweiser is still the it's predominant still prevalent, beer. Yeah. yeah. But I, know, I mean, I know, like when I lived in Ohio, you had to buy. I don't think it was all beer, but I think it was liquor, at a separate. So grocery stores. A lot of a stores. Se- a lot yeah, of states lot are of like states that. Like, I know Pennsylvania is still like that. Yeah, they have a separate, like, state-run facility. So you would go to a Kroger, which is their big, you know, it's like a Shucks or whatever. For those of you who don't know, you'd walk in there, and you could buy beer. But if you wanted to buy hard liquor, you had to go in the store into a separate place. And it was a separate cash or credit transaction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Jason Patterson has brought up South Carolina. And that's still like that there, even when I was just out there a few weeks ago. Uh you can buy up to a certain percentage in the grocery store. Otherwise, you got to go to the store next door to buy liquor and higher ABV beer. And I think it's anything over eight percent you have to buy at the state-run store. Um, Do they even allow you to sell uh, beer higher than eight percent? Oh yeah. So it's legal in the state. You just yeah. have to go to the yeah. Special I store. mean Westbrook. Are you look at like Mexican, well, Mexican yeah. cake and yeah, you know yeah. other what? Are there still states like that that have restrictions on ABVs? I feel like that, like uh, they used to be. Tennessee thing, but I was up, was like that for a. Um, oh, they, oh, had, they had a uh, really, they had a gap in their ABVs where. Yeah. I mean, that's why Lagunitas didn't sell theirs because they could sell up to like six point two and then it like was seven and a half. It was wasn't next, Tennessee, but it was someplace like that. It was. So I thought we were in Memphis, and we met that distributor was talking about um, Lagunitas wasn't going to put any products in there until they could have all of their products in there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I know I, when I was hung out in Nashville. I went to Nashville a couple of years ago, like five years ago, and Lagunitas was everywhere there. That's what I was drinking most of the time. Yeah, when we, this was one of the first years we were down there for Cooper Young, and uh, they were uh, getting ready. They had just changed the law, and that's when Lagunitas was coming oh, okay. into the state. Right. But it just seems like a huge oversight, like to just completely miss like a percentage and a half of ABV on beer, like that you can't sell legally. But it's. 
Well, uh, so I'll give you, like, I mean, you, you, I mean, you're right, but so in uh, where my parents live in Michigan, where my grandparents live in Michigan, they had uh, blue laws. So on Sundays, mm-hmm. you could not buy beer. However, the way their county and mun- mun- municipality wrote it was it was only beer. So you could go into any bar and get hard liquor or wine on Sundays, but not beer. Was there a limit on, like, how much they could serve you? No. So you just go get hammered off fucking yes. whiskey and it wasn't but a problem? But it was because back in, you know, 1825 or whenever the hell they wrote those laws, they just said, oh, you can't serve beer on Sundays. But they didn't say specifically liquor or... <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I mean, they've changed those laws. Sure. And, and by the way, like, you could not buy beer, but you could go the next county over. So you just went across the bridge. And so everybody, that's what everybody did if you ever needed beer on, on Sundays. Oh, there's definitely still ABV laws. I forgot about um, uh, Utopia this year. Utopias, Missouri oh, couldn't right. get it because yeah. it was over the twenty-two and a half percent cap or whatever. It was right. like slightly over, and so Missouri didn't get their allocation of uh, Utopias have, this year. Because I mean, do you guys think there's ever going to be federal laws that dictate that? I mean, do you think at some point the inertia is going to be so much that, or do nah, you think it's all going to rise piece? in the yeah. states? I kind of think that too. Although I don't, I don't know. I mean. I, Part of me also thinks that eventually you're going to have for marijuana laws that are not like, I mean, you can't keep doing this piecemeal stuff. And so I wonder if beer is going to follow suit, like if there's going to be you're going to ride that wave. So, I mean, marijuana is going to be legal in all 50 states and you can have this much. You can smoke this much and it's got this percentage. Of keep THC in mind, I mean, then, it's, beer's still not. Well, beer wasn't legal in all 50 right. states. You know, it's not I guess still today it's not legal in all everywhere in the country because of all the dry counties out there. You know, alcohol is illegal. So just I, because the feds are going to make marijuana legal eventually, I don't think every state will. But I think, I think eventually they won't have a choice. If it's going to be a federal law, it's like gay marriage. Like, I mean, you can have uh, Iowa yeah. and New Hampshire saying, hey, we're going to do gay marriage. But if there's a federal law saying you can. I guess if the feds say it's. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're okay. You're right. And that's what I mean. I, but I just also wonder if eventually we're going to take care of all of these inconsistent and archaic beer, if they're going to ride those coattails. I just don't think. I think there's so much other more important things going on that I don't know that we want federal yeah, but that's lawmakers not. spending time on shit like this. Let the states handle it. You know, First and, of all, and federal lawmakers sucks. have plenty of time. I mean, they okay, can, they do. Yes, they can take care of their shit. They're they already not to. doing the things that I think are more important. Why would you want them to waste? I don't, because oh honestly let's get, let's I don't get weed legal first. I, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know that it's a waste of time. Like I mean, I, I don't. I don't view it like that. I think the laws around the country generally are are pretty good now and. and We've seen a lot of positive changes. Uh, In terms of beer, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal at the moment. I, I would rather, oh, like I Jeff said, I would rather I, have yeah, I weed regula- regulations changed and stuff. I, I, Is your, uh, your scrolling lines, did they all change? Your, the beers? <laughs> no. I just realized. So we're 50 minutes into the show, and uh, the lineup is wrong. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It just happened. No, oh, that, that one not. I never changed. Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. It doesn't matter. I have the picture of the right beer that we're drinking. Exactly. Fuck. I did so much stuff for the You did a lot of work for the night, and uh, I got almost all of it done. I got everything I wanted to do, and that was that's such a uh, stupid thing because that really would have taken me like eight seconds to just type the new yeah. beers in for the scrolling thing. Fuck. You said fuck twice about that. Yeah. I was, let's throw a shout-out to Dawn and say, hey, sorry. Hey, Dawn. Sorry about that. Should we, we've always just... Just refer to her as that guy's wife. Yeah. Now it's that guy's. Now, now it's now Dawn is that guy's. Now it's Dawn's that, husband. It's Dawn's husband. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, we switched beers, by the way. Um, we are now drinking Mother's Rum Barrel Aged Milf. Imperial style with cocoa nibs like and raisins and aged in look, rum if, barrels. I don't. If you if you have some of this beer, just drop it off at Exit Six, and we'll, <laughs> we'll take care of Dispose it. Dispose of it properly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, in the sink. It's be not. happy to do that. It you, doesn't age well. You're calling it. it you're calling it to sink it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works on multiple levels. It does. I don't know you if you got that. Mother. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell people that on the air. God damn it, Mark. Told you that it's a confidence, secret. Todd. <laughs> Netflix is filming uh, a documentary about it. Found out we are getting a uh, uh, Hold brandy on. brandy barrel milk on tap. A uh, keg of brandy barrel milk. Before we get into that, we uh, we need to take a quick break. I gotta pee. Okay, cool. Justin here for morning recovery. You know what I love? Drinking. You know what I hate? Hangovers. That's why I never leave the bar without grabbing a morning recovery. No, they didn't bottle up Ann Sullivan, but it is full of vitamins and science. Drink it at the end of the night and wake up feeling like you had a boring night in with the family. Check out MorningRecoveryDrink.com for more information. And remember, with Morning Recovery, tomorrow starts tonight. Back. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, Brandy Barrel Milf on tap soon, which has been my favorite one of all the variants that I've had. Brandy and Ultimate, which we will also be getting soon. So. Nice. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to drink these side by side. I've only had the barrel-aged versions next to the regular MILF. I've never had multiple you know, casks or you know, different spirits yeah. next to each other. Uh, I don't know. I... I to say that brandy is your favorite, I haven't had the brandy in a couple of months now. It's uh, hard for me to say that. Yeah, I really like this uh, rum barrel one, though. I think I've got another bottle of brandy at home. We can open it. But, yeah, this rum one is really good. It's really good. It is super boozy. Yes. Like, I get a lot of rum character on this. Like, you know, like, if you didn't tell me it was rum barrel, that's what I would have guessed it was aged in. Why would we hide that from you? <laughs> I don't I that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know why that hit me. That one really why. got Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's <are> hilarious. <laughs> the funniest thing I've heard all day. Fuck this. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. As good as this is. Huh? Why? Why do you guys still have beer left? We got twenty minutes to, or thirty minutes. Never mind. We're not in that <laughs> <Yeah>. big of a hurry. We still got plenty of time left. All right, yeah, we got half an hour. Yeah. Uh, so, have you guys seen the new Dogfish Head mix pack that's coming out? That is actually like can be used as a cooler. No, no. Uh, can you put up a picture on the? You fucking <laughs> bet your ass I can, Mark. <laughs> Justin does visual aids. <laughs> Fuck you. I think it's cool. I like it, too. You don't think it's neat that you can see the shit on Twitch that we're talking about? Yeah, no, I do. I absolutely, I, no, I absolutely do. He doesn't like Whoa, it. Oh, that's like a cooler. Yeah. So the top of it. If you want a soggy, card, wet cardboard cooler. No, so the company, that you, it's sealed on the inside with um, 
like a wax or is something. Is it sealed with a kiss from a rose? No, why would that be? Why would they do that? <laughs> that is that a sense. real question? Yes. <sighs> anyway. You know before who, you need a new mark. This fucking guy. <laughs> hey, motherfuckers, Batman forever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they got this. It's got it's sealed on the inside. You rip the top off, and it's it's waterproof. I I mean I feel like I feel like companies have tried this before, right? Is this? I their, don't know. Have they? Oh, I I I don't I don't know. I I feel like I do. I feel like Corona tried this at some point. Really? It's kind of gimmicky, but it I is. also think I mean, it's I'm not saying it's cool. a bad gimmick. I mean the problem I mean the problem always seems to be that you have to pull the beers out and then put the ice in and then put the beers back in. Right, because unless you're having a like, unless you have a container that's bigger than the actual beers, like you have to take space out to put ice in. Okay, yeah, I get that. I, that, that makes sense. Um, I don't know Jason makes a good point. If, if I'm gonna go out and buy that, I'm probably gonna have a cooler to put it in. Right. I mean, how many? You know, if I'm already going out, sure. I just I don't know. And plus, I mean, it, that, that picture there looks all nice and, and fancy, but if it's a, a case of beer, I mean, how much room for ice is really going to be in there? Yeah, that's, that's a good point, and I get it. <laughs> I mean, that's I a 12-pack, right? And they have five beers sitting in, in it? I think it's a 24-pack. Whatever. Anyway, that's not a good rate. That's not a good rate. Anyway, I, it I, might be a 12-pack because there are seven more sitting There's around. actually 13 <laughs> beers in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just counted uh, behind the sixty what? minute and the Nomad uh, or Namaste White. There's another can on the deck behind it. You can see the lid. Is there? Like they they forgot to shop oh, it out. Okay. <laughs> there's actually thirteen yeah. thirteen sure cans enough. in that. Uh, aside from the cooler, I think the mix pack uh, that they're doing is actually pretty good. It's Sequench sixty minute uh, <laughs> Namaste more and visual aids, less mark. <laughs> And uh, Luca Luau. I am the visual aid. <laughs> it's just a really good mix of beer in that pack. It's not. What else in it? That's, namaste. If that's how they market it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good. Uh, like, Sequench, Namaste, hey, that 60 minutes. pick is a good. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a solid. I don't know why you need this gimmicky wax coated. And by the way, is uh, you know, as we move more and more towards this, and I'm not saying this would be this would sway, but I mean, is it environmentally safe or whatever? I mean, McDonald's now is starting to replace all their plastic saws, plastic straws with paper ones. Like yeah. it's a very like if this is non biodegradable, that seems to be a weird step for a company to take now. And it's again, kind of funny. Everybody's worried about their plastic straws now, and uh, uh, Smoothie King, which my daughter loves, I go to Smoothie King probably once a week for. They decided to get in on safety environment also, so got rid of all of their uh, styrofoam cups and moved to plastic cups. So you can get a plastic cup with a plastic straw at Smoothie King. Is plastic more biodegradable than than styrofoam? Plastic is slightly better yeah. than styrofoam. It, I didn't. I don't have a visual. Well, because you can recycle. Uh, I don't think you can recycle styrofoam. I think that's the, that's the. Yeah. You can recycle plastic. I don't have a visual aid for this, but bringing up the. Uh, plastic shit there was an article that came out a couple days ago about uh beer and how microplastics have found their way into most of your beers at like four parts per liter or something like that microplastics because of the water yeah specifically in the northeast where they get a lot of their like your water comes from the great lakes that are super polluted um every beer that they tested up there had uh microplastic particles in it or whatever and 
there was a, just a big article about how we need to stop using single serve plastic things. Uh, what was the country that just banned them? Um, so Australia, maybe just banned all single, single serve, serve like bottle plastic of water bags, bo- plastic bottle water bottles, all that kind of shit. Really? Uh, straws, everything. And that's what I mean. Like I, I think that's a growing trend. I mean, that's going to be so. I mean, the fact that they're Hey, we've taken this cardboard and made it non-biodegradable because you could put ice in it for 20 minutes. Seems to be a weird step. Yeah, I thought it was cool until you brought that up, and now I'm not sure. I don't know. And by the way, I'm not saying, like, maybe it is. Maybe they found some way to... Because of that, that wax might break down real yeah, easy. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe. I'm going to take it off the screen now because I don't want to look at all the pollution that's happening. Just. It's still on the screen, right. Justin. It, it, it'll go Welcome away. Back There's to the a Bruise thing. Room starring Mark, Jeff, and the Lorax. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't get that. You never, never mind. I you never, I was not a Dr. Seuss guy. Okay, but you, <laughs> I didn't even say, you know the Lorax is Dr. Seuss. I know it, I, I know the Lorax know is a book. It's like he a big animal that trees, has a bunch of other shit that lives on him, right? No. What is that? I don't know what that is. That's Hold on. No, that's a, one of the, well, Lynn has this book or saw this movie or something. One of the Seuss oh. characters has like a whole environment living on him, like a whole. Uh, oh, maybe you're right. I think maybe that's that the, is Lorax. the Lorax. I just found another good use for the barrel edge bottle opener. I dropped that cap, Picking up the gaps. Like reach it, so I use the, the the magnet. It's got yeah. a powerful fucking how magnet. Did it, how did it work? Miracle. You know, the only magnet stronger than that is the Large Hadron Collider. Oh. <laughs> I can't get it. <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> wax is its only kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only there was a wax cutter on it. <laughs> One day. Fuck it, guys. We Just buy you op- openers. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Do we think the logistical cost of sourcing aluminum will start to affect the cost of canned beer in the coming months? Well, everybody says that it will. Yeah. It, we won't know until it actually until happens. It actually happens. I mean, I, I don't you know, know. What, uh, bauxite is a, a huge, uh, you know, uh, uh, ecological threat as well, right? Like the way you have to you have to strip mine. I think bauxite, uh, bauxite. Uh, yeah. um, so it's really bad for the environment. I don't know how much of there there is, but I know it's been a concern in the brewing industry. But I don't think there's no way. I'm there's more a, worried about how much the Harley Davidsons are going to cost now. <laughs> are they being made in China now? Uh, they might start being made because, uh, like, England went out and put tariffs on Harleys. Harleys Harley Davidson announced yeah. today they were moving yeah. some production out of the United States because of the trade war. Patterson says that's already doubling costs, but I would have to guess that if it was going to a point where it was less cost-effective in bottles, we wouldn't see all of these breweries switching to cans still, and it's still happening. All the new breweries are are doing 16-ounce cans. That's like the new thing right now. But They're, I think it's, like, I mean, the, the raw materials, you, have, the raw materials, I think, have doubled in cost, but I don't know that that's been passed down yet to the yet? Like, so How long is that going to take? I don't know. I, that's, I don't, I, four months? Three uh, months? Two months? He went, you know, uh, Jason was talking about the tariff that has been put on, but I don't know if, if cans are included in the exemption for brewing equipment, because that was yeah. a, a specific note in that law was that uh, brewing equipment was going to be ex- exempt from the new tariffs. Um, does that count cans? Well, what about soda? Yeah, I don't know. Juices. Is, brewing, is it just brewing beer? Is it brewing soda or 
Do you brew soda? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a it's a very similar system. Well, what's your definition, or what is the definition of brewing? Wouldn't brewing be fermentation? You brew tea and you brew coffee. No, you don't. <laughs> what do you do? You I'm, just eat the beans. I make and leaves. tea and I make coffee. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I did not want to slam that I milf. You're right. Slam that milf. But uh, you're gonna be okay with it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this. This tastes. This smells okay and tastes real fucking good. Very very sweet. God, <laughs> this smells like a fresh imperial stout. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, what is this one? The uh, eighteen and a half. This is eighteen and a quarter percent. Yeah. Nobody at home would that's watching would know that because uh, Mark made me feel bad about my visual aids, so I I didn't change anything. You know what? Don't listen to Mark. I like the visual aids. Thanks. I'm gonna change them then. Please do. <laughs> I can't stand looking at this one. <laughs> I think it's cool, Justin. I really do. But this beer. Is real fucking good. God. Yeah. So, Great Monday is uh, bourbon barrel aged with hazelnuts. I couldn't remember if there was anything else in there. Vanilla or coconut nibs or something. It just says hazelnuts on the bottom. And uh, whatever it is, it's fucking delicious. I'm glad this didn't wasn't an infection after yeah. so many bad brewery beers from those that, that couple of years. Like, the 12 to 14 range when there were so many infections and messed up bottle releases i was really worried when you said you had these two i was excited but uh-huh. like skeptical i didn't want to get too excited for them. well don't jinx it yet we still have one more to yeah. open i don't remember but. ever seeing anything happen with uh with a black tuesday so yeah so when this these beers that we're drinking they're five years old they were not available uh i don't even, i still don't think they're available in missouri they they were brewery only releases you had to be like a member of their club yeah these are all like the whatnot. society it's not yeah. society that's perennial or side project but you know what i mean the reserve members or whatever yeah but these are are they're, they're pretty fucking limited they were even more limited back then so the brewery is one of those breweries though that i feel fell off the trade market pretty hard when shit like abraxas uh started coming out you don't well, see the uh, big trade it because breweries the, available here now yeah but yeah. not these beers yeah so i'm talking about the days we I don't know, the day series, if you want to call it sure. that. Um, it wasn't the, didn't they have tremendous infection problems? And we were just talking about that. Over a Sorry, course yeah. of a few years, yeah, there was a lot of batches that, even that we had that were infected. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was part of the problem. Um, I mean, I'm sure. They're still very limited, it, yeah. and people are still part of, you know, you have to be in the club to get these beers. But you just don't, I don't see the, you know, the hype on social media about getting Black Tuesday anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't either, I, but I don't really follow any of the those kinds of sites, I guess. Sure. You know, it's, it is what it is. I know what I like. I know what I'd want to, yeah. to go for. So. And if but, it's not have geisha, you tried it yet, if it's not Mark? geisha porn, this is un, an unbelievable beer. I just tried porn. it for sure. Yeah. If it's not geisha porn, Jeff doesn't care about it. I shouldn't have cut off that sentence right there when I started talking about how good this beer was. Cause it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is unbelievable. What's wrong with Geisha born? Nothing. Nothing at all. There's a sh in it. 
That was Kyle's face. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't here. I had to do that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, Man, this is this is unbelievable. I don't even know what to say about this beer. I, I, yeah, it's I don't. super rich and chocolatey and nutty. Five years is just right, I think, on it. It's still hot, but yeah. I mean, at eighteen and a quarter percent, I mean, yeah, right. I, mean, I don't think you're ever going to be able to hold on to it and have all the flavors still right. there and not have that heat. But it's really right. Good. So let's let's put the cap back on this and do this every five years. <laughs> <laughs> Just see where we're at. We can get one of those wine yeah. poppers and yeah. pump the air out of it. <laughs> um. So we talked about this a while ago, but you know, Smutty Another half bottle over here too. So yeah, I know, and I, I uh, Smutty knows like went bankrupt. This is unbelievable. Right. Uh, they're opening again. Really? Yeah. Uh, somebody, the CEO of the company, put, where's Smutty knows? Uh, they're in the north east. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Hampton, something, New York, maybe. Okay. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but okay, they're sorry, they're very close. Yeah. And I thought they had sold all of their equipment off because there was pictures of like their tanks leaving yeah. uh, the brewery. But uh, they're investing two million dollars in a canning line that will take a year to build. Um, and they have a three hundred thousand uh, dollar interim line that's being that's producing blueberry whites right now. That's it. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> This seems like a weird way to go to bring your brewery back. Like if you're on a year wait already, right? And that's um, what I thought the same thing when you said they that. have a new 30 gallon small batch system for experimentation that's helping brew new products. They said the brewery really hasn't come up with new products in the last few years. That's your fucking. That's why your brewery. That's closed. why I went out. Yes. If you look at any of the breweries that were huge and aren't going anywhere, look at what's the last time they came out with a new product. Yeah. And you so know, one of those for me is Oscar Blues. I, I got to agree. Man, we were talking. I remember on, the on I think it was the last iteration of the show, what's the, the number one brewery in the U.S. that you would like to see in St. Louis? And I think you and I both said Oscar Blues. And now they're here. Couldn't tell you the last time I drank one. I got real excited for them. And now yeah. I, there's nothing new coming out of Oscar Blues, at least not here. Maybe they're doing it in Colorado, but. I think if you went to the brewery, they, you know, they have 30 taps, and it's all fun, cool stuff. But sure. why can't they do it on larger batches that you can get out to? Your markets, I don't know. Yeah, I just find Oscar Blues to be boring now. Dale's Pale is great. Moving with the times. You look at uh, Four Hands, the fastest growing brewery in Missouri. Every week they're coming out with a new product. Yeah, you know they're moving. They're. But I just wonder if Oscar Blues is like that at home, but they don't distribute that wide too. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, Four Hands getting all of their new products out to right other states, all or is that all local that? only? No idea. I don't know. I agree. That. By the way, from a business perspective, eventually when you, I mean, if you have a beer like Dale's Pale that you can, you know, you can mass distribute, it matters less the innovative, you know what I mean? Like just from business perspective, I'm not saying it's a good strategy or a like what you should be doing, but you know, you want to get out there, you want to get that out to as many states as you can because that's a moneymaker for you. Yeah. I get that. And I agree on one hand and disagree on the other. I'm very kind of, Kind no, of I'm torn on you, it. I, I think that you have to stay relevant. I agree, but I think this is the fundamental tension for a brewery that wants, wants national or semi-national distribution is that you have to balance the idea of you have a business and here are the money makers with this idea of how do you stay cutting edge when you – like because you can't – you know if you have a cutting edge 
let's say you made a peanut butter and jelly stout, right? That's really hard to make and really expensive. That's not, you can't put that in a national or semi-national sure. footprint. That doesn't and mean so you it, can't make a variation of your base stout that is a little more cost-effective and still right fun there. and different. But right there, like, because I think some people, the, the majority of people, the early adopters, as, as you, uh, my people, as you uh, call them early, like, if, you, if you've made a baseline stout or a baseline beer, right, and people expect that. And so if you change that, you've actually eaten into, I think, your own profits, at least when you're talking about, once again, national or semi-national distribution. And it's a fundamental tension. I'm not saying, once again, one, one thing is right or wrong, but I'm just saying when you get to a certain size, it's harder to stay edgy okay. if you want to use that word. Let me because ask you it's, this. Okay. If, say, Brewery X has a IPA six-pack that is a huge seller, and then they come out with a four-pack variant of that IPA, I think it's more likely that that would be an add-on beer and not just a beer they would buy instead of the original. If you have a somebody that loves that beer, they buy it, they go and they buy a six pack every Friday, and they saw a four pack of a variant of that that they would just add it on because it, you know it's a smaller cost. If you could sell it at a reasonable price point, if you've I think got that's your the six way to, pack of XIPA and right next to it's a four pack of XYIPA. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's the way to to do things now, and I don't see a lot of breweries doing that. That's that's a million dollar idea, if, if billion dollar if I, idea, Mark. If I if I, I don't have a graphic for it or else <laughs> I'd put it uh, up. Let me give you a graphic for Brewery X. <laughs> I think if I'm if I'm Brewery X that I, and I've come out with a with a with a stout, you know, that is 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 nationally recognized. That if I have a four pack behind that, the only people that buy that are hardcore beer drinkers because everyone else expects to go and drink the stout. And I, I think there's, like, at a certain point, you start to cannibalize your own business with that strategy. And also, it's not widely dis- distributed, right? Like, I, I don't... Oh, there's not a whole lot of money in beer. You know, I mean, you... Over the bar, yeah, there can be. But but distribution, right. not really. It's t- I mean, there's too many lots... people that have to make money in between you and we're and in your, an oversaturated and the, pro- the, the customer in your product. You have right. multiple people that have to make and, money and in between plus, there. Yes, it's a saturated market, and it's very difficult to get shelf space, cooler right. space, tap, you know, uh, right. get get a handle, anything. It's so different, difficult. It's very cutthroat. So I think that your 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 uh, uh, flagship beers, your your X IPA, are what pays the bills. That keeps you open. And I think it's the XY IPA that makes you the profit. I think you have to stay relevant with the beer nerds to make a profit. I think you XY might stay, IPA oh, is what I, keeps I you maybe relevant. That, maybe I, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe I, I think differently. Like I think that. I think at a certain point, like maintaining relevance, maybe, is almost an impossible task because you are once again you if, if i'm a brewery, if i'm brewery x and i have national distribution i think i have to keep a national audience engaged on that beer and it, if if i have some you know if i add i agree jason by the way he's he brought he brings up founders i think they do a great okay. job of that Keeping their flagship beers out in the market and also coming out with new and innovative products every season. Yes. Okay. And they, right. and they are, I think Lagunitas does a good job. They're doing of it right. It. I, I think Founders does a good job of it. I have to kind of disagree on the Lagunitas side. Really? Yeah. Aside from like 
you know, they do the the barrel aged stout variants. Yeah, you I got the Willitas, you've got Citrus Anesis, you've got Born Yesterday. Born Yesterday you got used Aunt to be Sally, a, you got Sucks. Granted, those are going yeah, away now. Just but two beers that are Born going Yesterday away. used Dark to be Swan. a treat, and now like you can get it all the time. They're like, oh yeah, here's this, here's the beer that we we kegged up yesterday. You can have it all the time. It's not. I think that beer is lots of luster for me. Something um, easy, something wild, brown sugar. Gnarly wine. Those are Lucky thirteen. Those are beers that have been around for ten years, though. Yeah, but they still keep. They're still a rotational. You know, they're still seasonal. But you just said like people need to stay like cutting edge. And, I, I think like, you're kind of. Yeah, I think you have to get something to get people excited. Oh, uh, fucking brown sugar's out. I love brown sugar. Undercover investigation is out. I love that beer, and it hasn't been out. It's not just my eight oh. flagships in the end. Okay. That's what Oscar Blues does. I think they've got six beers I can order from them. Sure. But, but that's Old the, Chubb, isn't that Dove, Dales, Dales. Isn't that just the difference between the distribution footprint between Lagunitas and them? Like, they both have a distribution in the state of Missouri. All right, that, that's the only now, thing I'm talking I'm about. talking distribution. Oh, you're just talking about Missouri? I'm, I'm talking about what I can. I don't know what's available. Oh, I mean, maybe I, Oscar Blues sends 100 different seasonals a, mo- like, a year I think it's, I think in Illinois. I just think the calculus is completely different when you are when you have national or once again semi national distribution because like you uh, like I don't think you know a small batch of fifty barrels or whatever like that doesn't like who gives a shit like I mean that as like as a, as a national as a national brewery that's a fun thing to talk about internally but I think for for me for I love Lagunitas don't get me wrong although I think uh, oh so I you don't hate like Lagunitas? I don't like Tony oh no you didn't want us to get you wrong got uh, it. I've oh, I've been pretty uh, clear on how my feelings on Tony and what he did with his company, but I still think they make great beer. The problem for me is that I don't see new products coming from them. Aunt Sally was the last like new thing that came out, and that was Dark several- Swan. Okay, and Dark Swan. You're talking about two beers over the last three years that that we got here anyway. I don't know what they're doing in other states. Why don't we yeah. get the Why don't we get the um, fusions? You know, like we were getting those right. for a while, and that was awesome. That was a fun thing they were doing every few yeah, months. You got like you, quarterly, you got a new fun beer that other people got to collaborate do they not on. Do those anymore? Or is it we just, just oh, don't they get still them do here. them. We just we just don't they, get them. They yeah, limit it to they limit the distribution. Yeah. So we got the last one, which was forty. Well, I shouldn't say that we got the last, the last one we got was forty. Yeah. yeah. What you was know, your number? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you how many they're doing a year. You're that was right. what, yeah. four years ago. Five. Five. So they're doing four of those. Yeah, once a quarter, basically, is yeah. what they're doing on this. Why can't we get that product? They have three breweries. Yeah. Well, two now. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess, and once again, like, I'm not, I'm not defending this strategy. I'm just trying to, I guess, explain it. Like, if you were them, like, why? I'll take it. No, no, no. I'll take the rest of it if you don't want <laughs> to drink here. it. I mean, you got a lot left I'm there. still I'm savoring fun. this beer. <laughs> Holy Fuck. Sorry, what are we doing? I didn't even see what we were doing. This is Black Tuesday. This is Black Tuesday? Okay. This is just a straight up bourbon barrel. Also from 2013? Yes. Sorry, this is infected. I'm just going to have to take the rest of that. (laughs) I'm going to put a wine stopper in it and go home. It's funny. I I couldn't remember what was in this one. I was going to say, imagine... Uh, Gray Monday without the hazelnut. Yeah. Then I look at it, and all it is is Gray Monday without the hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, well, we only got a few minutes left. Anybody got a mark? You got anything coming up you want to talk about? 
No, all my no? shit sold out. All of my shit sold out. Yeah. yeah talk about your sold out shit. I got, you make yourself sound got, real cool. Yeah, for right. A I mean, I, <laughs> so we started to do this, these big trivia notes. I got Marvel movie trivia, which is sold out. I got two uh, Knights of the Office coming up. And uh, yeah, that's it. Everything's sold out. I'm doing really great. It's really great to be me. Mark is rolling in cash right now. He's like Lagunitas. They're founders, whoever. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. Just start a trivia company? No, sell out. <laughs> 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 then we could yeah. be rolling in money. Yeah. Say we like I own any percentage of this company. <laughs> it's not like I'm not going to take you with me, Jeff. Hey, here's, here's two months severance. <laughs> See you later, fucker. <laughs> two, two months severance? What is it going to be, $170? <laughs> Find me on my island. Oh, I I'm not you. giving them overtime. No. <laughs> you guys got anything coming up? Uh, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, uh, crap Beer Week's coming up pretty soon. Uh, well, in about a month. I got a month. St. Louis yeah. Crap Beer Week. Do you have a date for your beer fest yet? Uh, no, but oh, sorry. I, th- <laughs> I think I can say that we're going to have one. Okay. So we, we had, sorry, I thought you. We had put I, it, I, I, I thought I was setting up for that because I thought you had. I thought you had picked a date. No, we put it on hold because of once. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we didn't know. Initially, right, right, right. when when this when the whole procedure Sorry, in Wentzville yeah, happened, yeah. Uh, my target date to be open was October first, which would have really put a damper on any sort of festival. Right. Uh, October first is definitely not, not going to happen. happen. Right. So, oh, there's uh, just Guts just popped video, in at the sure. last fucking minute. <laughs> hey, let me get in here right before the streams end and show you my and plug my video. Yeah. Fuck you. Thanks for your you know personal plug, you dick. <laughs> Yeah, let's end uh, on this note right here. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyways, because yeah. uh, I wasn't sure about Wentzville, I didn't yeah, 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 pick sure. a date yet. Okay. Uh, Wentzville is definitely not going to happen in October. Um, so yeah, I got to get with the city yeah, and, and try and find a date that works. I'm thinking about going a little bit later in the year uh, just to try and avoid this heat. Go more late October, early sure. November. But then I got to worry about weather and all that good shit. So, So just to recap, you're... Can have some type of fest in October. I didn't say that. Got it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah, we should probably talk about Gus Gus. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, for those of you, I don't know, if you follow me on uh, uh, Facebook, you probably already know. A guy that used to, uh, used to come in here, I guess I can say. That's which sucks. Mike Arnold, uh, better known as Gus Gus Funbus, uh, was a guy uh, from St. Louis. He lives in O'Fallon out here by Exit 6. Um, last weekend was at Taste of St. Louis and witnessed a carjacking. A uh, guy went up, pepper sprayed the driver of a truck, and took that truck. When Mike saw this happening, he got out his phone to try and take pictures of the offender the guy saw him, swerved the truck, ran over, and uh, unfortunately, he died on Friday. Uh, incredible guy. Like I said, he used to come in here all the time. He had a huge social media presence under the Gus Gus name, and he, he advocated everything that Exit 6 ever did and every other brewery in St. Louis or small business, small restaurant. If you were a small, locally-owned craft in, uh, business, 
he supported you and tweeted out and Facebooked it and everything, man. He was just huge for the industry. And just St. Louis in general. Yeah. You know, somebody I saw somebody post something about there is not a single person that loved St. Louis more than that guy did. The people, exactly. the businesses, like he just wanted to help everybody in St. Louis succeed and he did everything he, he could to make sure that uh you know, every your business was known about. Right. It wasn't yeah. just Exit Six. It wasn't even just a brewery. Like Sugarfire did a thing for yeah. him. They named a sandwich after him and sold T-shirts. Steve's Hot Dogs did a event because he's been a huge fan of you know them yeah. since they opened up down there. And they that's had, the amazing. Uh, thing. Look, Sugarfire raised like forty seven hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah. Not, I I like I I I can't think of a local business that wasn't influenced by him that didn't do something yeah. for him. You know what yeah. I mean? That just he made a special impact on the community. I, I had there somebody posted on Reddit about it. Um, over the weekend, and I had, or right on Thursday, and I had posted on there that we were doing something here, and um, if you couldn't make it here, go anywhere else. You could find, you, you could throw right. a, house, a stone from your house and find a place that was yeah, doing yeah. a thing. And there were so many comments on, oh yeah, we're doing an event, we're doing an event, we're doing right. an event. Yeah. Um, you know, they they met their GoFundMe uh, pretty early on, and then they that raised was 25 it. Grand. Uh, they um, they raised it up now, and and they're still, you know, uh, he he had a lot of medical bills just from yeah. those few days that he was in the hospital and stuff. So um, it was really bad too, because when when it first happened, they thought he was going to be right. fine. Yeah. It was just yeah, it took and then a like on quick what, turn. Saturday or wait, it happened on Saturday, and I think it was on like maybe Monday. Yeah, he went into cardiac arrest. They had to do CPR on him for thirty five minutes. minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that too. I mean, they they. So, quote unquote, saved him at that point, but he he just never recovered. Yeah, fuck you for trying to be a good person, man. You know, yeah, it sucks. So, anyways, uh, the the GoFundMe is still open if you want to get in on it. Uh, www.gofundme.com slash medical dash fund dash four dash Mike dash Arnold. So, medical fund for Mike Arnold with a dash in between each one. I think one. if you just search for Somebody said earlier, if you just search for Mike Arnold, yeah. it'll pop up. It's like one of the top results right now yeah, yeah. on Google. So check that out if you if you can. Donate if you can. Donate. Like just even something a little. Um, like it, uh, all the money bucks. goes towards his family for medical bills, funeral expenses, and like you know they they got to live now without his income. So yeah. it's it's not easy. On that note, brought this up yeah, earlier. Yeah. No, 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 it's good. No, it's, it's great. And, and look, I mean. No, I, I want to bring it up earlier so that people could have uh, known about it. Everybody sure. listens at the beginning. No one listens at the end. <laughs> I also it. don't want to end on a sad note. No, but I honestly, I don't think it's a He was such an inspiring figure. Like, I don't, I don't know that this has to be a sad note. Yes, I mean, it's sad that he passed away. But, I mean, I think it's like he made such an impact on the community that I think people can rally together and do great things because of it. And. <laughs> That's that's a, a good line there, Jason. One of Gus's favorite lines. We can end on it. We can end on it. One one thing he used to say on, on a lot of his tweets and Facebooks, it's all about beauty and the love. All about the beauty and the love. Love it. So, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>